Hey, welcome back to the Relentless Positivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Martin. You got an awesome guest here today. Let me, uh, I, I re- actually wrote down an intro, so I remember all this stuff. So she's a woman of many talents and experiences, life experiences. She's a personality copywriter. Copywriter. We'll get into that in a little bit. Well, she's a podcast host, more than a single mom podcast. We'll talk about that as well. She's a breast cancer survivor. She's a longboarder. You don't mean, you might not know nothing about a longboarder. And she is so committed to being an amazing guest on this podcast. She dyed her hair to be a ginger. So, Drea, come on in. Thank you for coming on. So, Drea, come on in. Thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, my God. That was such a great intro. Um, I'm so grateful and happy to be here. I'm so excited about this, this having this conversation with you. So, well, thanks I'm, for I'm inviting me. I'm excited to your commitment to the ginger lifestyle. I appreciate it. We need more on our team. So, thank we you. We need more gingers. That's we right. Now, I'm not a natural ginger, but my mom was. My mom okay. was full-blooded ginger, her, her brothers and sisters. I kind of got strawberry blonde hair. And then just a few months ago, my hairstylist is like, she's like, you're going red. And I'm like, okay. And I'm not looking back. I'm loving it. Now no. I get it. I get you now, Joe. Yes. It's it. all up from here. Now you got to use more sunscreen, but it's all, oh, up, yeah. all up from here. So uh, yes. yeah, my mom, my mom's a ginger. Got two, two ginger brothers. So there's, <laughs> we got it in the house. So, uh, so we'll just talk this. Yeah. Let's get into this thing, man. So uh, where did you grow up? Excuse me. Oh my gosh. So I grew up in a town called Pekin. Illinois. It's like central Illinois. And it's just like a town of 36,000. And I mean, it's like we had, our demographic was like white on white, you know? And, um, but um, that's where I grew up. And yeah, I came, you know, started out, um, my mom and my dad were happily married. And, you know, I went to Catholic school and did all of that and um, had a really like kind of secure, stable kind of childhood. Um, up until I was like 10 years old and then my father passed away and, um, and when you're 10, you know, you don't know, like, you, you don't think ahead of like all the things you're going to be missing out, you know, on your, you just, you just know you missed your dad, but, um, he had some issues with his kidney. And so that happened and totally rocked my world. Cause, um, six, I don't, I don't know how long, like maybe a year, six months later, my mom started dating somebody bringing him to the house. And he was not a good person. Um, he was abusive to her. He did drugs. He, I mean, it was the total opposite of who my dad was. And that was a really tough time for me between that then and through a big portion of high school. And, uh, and I think like some kids, you know, I was that awkward 12, 13 year old with the braces and the bad hair and oh god and i just i didn't you know the girls weren't the nicest to me um so that was rough so i just you know and back then of course people weren't there you know people weren't pushing self development books and therapy and all of that so um i just kind of had to figure things out on my own and all i knew was that um i you know i needed to get out you know of my home life and my mom, God bless her, I love her to death. And she did what she thought was right for her. She was going through her stuff. So um, I don't have any resentment anymore for that. But, um, but I just, I had to get out, you know, cause I didn't feel safe in my home, you know? And, and so like college was, college was the answer for me. So um, 
Yeah, I did that. And I was a theater major and I kind of found a little bit of my groove, but I'll be honest, Joe, like I was, I was this little girl from Pekin and there were all these kids from the suburbs of Chicago and they came from wealthy families and they were very confident in everything they did. So I, I did all right there, but I didn't really, I didn't, I didn't take initiative. You know, if that makes sense, like sure, I didn't yeah. take initiative, like writing my own shows and doing one woman, like all of that. So, um, yeah, I did that and graduated and, you know, did some things after I graduated and eventually moved to Hollywood. Um, and, uh, and it was kind of the same thing. Like I did pretty good. I got an agent, the whole thing. My confidence just still wasn't there, you know, um, especially in Hollywood. Cause you're comparing yourself to, Oh, I bet. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like you go to an audition and everybody kind of looks like you and, and you just don't know. And like, I just wasn't there. Like I just wasn't, um, fully confident. I wasn't full. Like I had just full of self-doubt. And so I did that for a little while. And then, um, my, my fiance, which eventually became a husband, like we decided to move back to central Illinois. And, uh, I mean, I could just go on. We came back when I went back to school for public relations, got a, got a job after that. And then I got laid off. <laughs> And at the time I was teaching fitness classes and doing some personal training. So my boss was like, you know, you should start your own fitness business. And, um, I started my own boot camp, you know, and that's kind of how I eventually kind of found out that you existed because you did the right. same thing. Yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. That was a huge deal for me. That was a huge leap. Um, I will say that was when I first dived into, dived into kind of this self-development kind of thing, this reinventing kind of thing. And I had read, Brene, Brene Brown's book, um, Daring Greatly, which is about vulnerability. Yeah. And because, and I, and I think going back to your talking about reinventing yourself, because you mentioned that, you know, before we're going to, you know, get on this. And I was thinking about that because my whole life, I was thinking I was going to be a famous actress, like from 10, like when I was 10, I kind of got in my first show and you know, that's the only time I got a lot of praise. I wasn't good at sports. I wasn't good at anything. And I had this identity wrapped up in me being an actress and I changed that. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to start my own business. Like, who am I to do that? Like, I don't know. Like I still was getting, getting to terms of like, I'm a personal trainer. Like I was still like getting like a hold of that. I did, you know, and I realized, um, I mean, so much of that is not, who we are, what we do isn't is necessarily who we are. It's, it's an extension, but, um, so I kind of, I, that book really helped me to kind of like, just accept like doing something different and despite, cause I was just worried about what everybody else was going to think, you know, the imposter syndrome. I don't know if you talk, you talk about that. Definitely yeah. that imposter syndrome. Still happens. Still happens to me, man. It still happens, Joe. <laughs> Why? It still does. Every time you take that next step, right it's there, you yeah. know, who am I to do this? Do I know enough? Do I need more experience? Do I need more time? Do I need to take one more class, one more course, one more certification, one more, whatever. And, uh, so I'll like, feel like I'm, I'm an expert at this thing. Um, yeah. And so I dived into that and then I got into selling nutritional supplements and, um, and what I found with that was like, I, I liked, I kind of fell in love with marketing a little bit. I love the creative thing. And, um, so I kind of followed that path and started, started, uh, working for, uh, an influencer 
and she needed somebody to write her emails for her. So I kind of started doing that and really captured her voice and her brand in the writing. And I just kind of did it naturally, but it took time, you know, and I started reading books on writing and I realized, oh, you can do this for a living. You can like write copy and emails and Facebook ads and make a good living doing it and like do it for coaches and consultants and like, I'm like, cause I've been doing self-development and I've been training people and I've been doing, you know, I'm like, I can talk to these people. I can get that. So, um, yeah, started diving into all of that. And just, um, I was working as, a in a, just like for a year, I had this job where I was marketing and I was writing emails for this company because I needed steady income. And, uh, I was so burnt out. It was like, I wasn't getting paid what I, what I was worth. And, um, I was like, okay, I really need to break out as a, as a copywriter. So, um, one thing I did Joe was, uh, this was hard. Um, and I, I worked full-time, um, marketing and sometimes I'd work 50 hour weeks, sometimes 60, sometimes they'd fly me out to help them do events. Um, but I would, um, write copy for clients. Like I'd get up at four in the morning and write, and then I'd do my job. And then I'd pick up my son from school and I'd get him. Yeah. Get help him with his stuff get him ready for bed and then get him at bed around eight, eight 30. And then I'd write, I'd write oh. some more. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I share custody, you know, with my, with my son, I'm a single mom now and uh, co-parent really well. So when I didn't have my son, I would, yeah, I would write, you know, on those weekends for clients. And eventually I was able to move into copywriting full-time and I'm um, still doing that and loving it. And then, um, yeah. And then just finding, and then my single mom journey is a whole other, it's like, it's like a story on top of my other story, going through my divorce and figuring that out. And like, oh my gosh, I could, I could go on about that. Um, it's like, you should that, start a whole nother podcast about I, it. I would, I would say. <laughs> I know, I know. Absolutely. Um, but I had, I, that was hard. That was reinventing myself too. Cause now I'm like, I'm like this family and I was wrapped up in like who I am in this relationship. And now I'm on my own and I'd never been on my own before. I always had roommates or whatever. And then, you know, I, I got, you know, moved in with my husband and did all that. And so it was the first time I did anything completely on my own. So that rocked my world big time. I bet. So, yeah. Yeah. I really had to go from this. Oh, woe is me. I'm a single mom. I'm by myself. The family's broken up to, I had to change my mindset on that and flip the script. Yeah. You know? So you've, you've, you've got this theme throughout your life of constantly reinventing yourself <laughs> and becoming this new person. So I'm sure there's someone listening right now who, who might want to do the same thing that maybe they're unhappy in a marriage or a job or whatever it is. What, what would be some tips for them if they want to kind of reinvent themselves? Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, the first thing is, I mean, and I was talking about this on another podcast with a, with a guest is, oh my gosh, you is, is you really start with self-awareness, like acute self-awareness and really understanding who you are and what lights you up and what doesn't light you up. Because I think so many of us, um, I mean, women, women do this a lot and I know men do this too, but it's like, we, we have all these have tos and shoulds that we think life is all about 
you know, because we have these internal scripts, you know, from like culture and society and the way we grew up and the way our parents, what our parents taught us. And we feel like this is the way our life should be. Sure. Right. Right. And, and those should be's and have to's, you have to take a step back and it's like, who, who said, who wrote those rules? Who wrote those rules, Joe? Yeah. I mean, you look back, (laughs) it's like, Eight, yeah. eight, eight year old you is making decisions for a 30 year old you, you know, you look back and like, wait, eight year old's not in charge. I'm in charge. Right. So you yeah. can look back and uh, yeah, yes. we do all these, you know, societal norms that, you know, you're supposed to do X, Y, Z, but I think they're starting to get broken a little bit. And you can kind of, like it you is. said, go where you, where you get lit up, where you're fired up to be there, not just yeah. kind of going through life. Yeah. you got to just like, like be super honest with yourself and like have like a deep, like what I'd call self-investigation, you know, why does, you know, like you kind of think about like what breaks your heart, what turns you on, what angers you and really deep dive into like why that is, you know, and start exploring those things, you know, and, you know, that, that's a huge, that's a huge component, right. To reinventing yourself is being aware of really taking the time and doing the work you know, journaling or just, you know, anytime you get triggered, something in your life, like your fear, trigger, anxiety, sadness, anger, you got to take that, like take a step back, count down five, four, three, two, one. Why, why is this triggering me? What's, what's the deep set? And then just keep, why is that? And why is that? And why is that? And that's huge. The second thing I would say and I'm, I'm being honest, I'm kind of making this up as I'm going along because like, I'm thinking about what I, what I've gone through is, um, you know, self-love and, and man, it's so hard. Self-love is so hard. And I know you've talked about like, you know, we've all gone through our periods of time where we just hated ourselves, Yeah. you know, just, you know, we weren't the way we looked or the friends, or we just weren't doing enough, um, or we got teased or picked on, like all of those things is still there. It's just, it's like a scar in our souls. And part, I think part of self-love, if you can start, cause it's hard, it's really hard to be like, I'm going to love myself today, you know? Cause you're just like, this is a bunch of BS. Like, you know, we have all these affirmations and things that people talk about. And it just, at first it doesn't feel natural to be like, I'm awesome. Like I'm actually worth being here. Like that stuff's hard. So what I recommend is start with like giving yourself grace. And one thing that I had a mindset, um, coach, uh, had her on my podcast and she said something that I really loved, something that she did for herself. She had on her phone, like, you know, you have your, your little screensaver on her phone, on your phone. Her screensaver on her phone was her three, it was a picture of her when she was three years old. And she's one of these A-type, you know, producer, you know, types, you know, and anytime she said, anytime I wanted to hate on myself and beat myself up for not meeting a goal or not doing a thing or not doing enough or not reaching, doing the things I want to do, she would look at her three-year-old self and be like, would I tell that three-year-old that she's not good enough? Would I tell her that she's a failure? Would I look at a three-year-old, this three-year-old person and say all these horrible things that I'm saying to myself? No, you would like, you would be like a freaking monster. If you looked at at a beautiful kid, a three-year-old kid passing by, you know, doing their thing. And you said, Hey kiddo, 
What's wrong with you? Yeah, that's an awesome mindset trick right there. I'm going to steal that, by the way. Yeah, no, steal that. Seriously, yeah. like take that inner, that inner three, you got to nurture that. Right. And that's, that's the beginning of self-love. And it's, and some people say like, would you say those things to a friend of yours? Like, no, you wouldn't, you wouldn't. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's a doctor that says, uh, in the fitness world, I like to share this with my clients that now you can't change a body you hate. You know, if you're always constantly talking bad about your body and you hate this and you hate that, you're not going to change it because you're just going to cut, you know, be in self-loathing and all that stuff. So you can start giving that self-love. You can start changing some things. So that's a great tip that, you know, you wouldn't talk to your friends or your family or your three-year-old self like no. that. Why, why do it to 30-year-old you? No, no. I mean, absolutely not. And when you really think about it, like it, I'll be honest, it breaks my heart when I think about people doing that to themselves or even, even when I have those moments, you know? Cause I make mistakes. I've done things that I'm not proud of. Um, you know, and some people call that, um, the second, a second pain, you know, the beating yourself up, like you have the action, right? Like the, mm -hmm. the thing that you either failed at or didn't accomplish or, um, or a, like a relationship that fell apart. You know, you have the, you have that pain of that thing happening or not happening or affecting you. And then you have the second pain which is you criticizing yourself for either getting into that relationship, not getting out soon enough, not meeting your goals, um, not like, you know, for you in the fitness thing, like, you know, oh, I messed up. I had a pizza instead of, you know, whatever, you know, or I drank too much over the weekend and I ruined my diet or whatever the case may be. Right. And um, it's just, and that's the second pain is the pain of like, okay, I did this thing. It was bad. And the second pain is like, oh, I hate myself for doing it. Like I shouldn't have done that and th that beating yourself up. So you have to be really um, aware of that, you know, so of yourself doing that. Cause a lot of times we do it unconsciously. We don't even know. We don't even, cause sometimes we don't say the words to ourselves but it's in our head. I'm not, yeah. good. I'm not. This yeah, is I was bad. listening to the radio this morning. It said we have about 60,000 thoughts every day and 80% mm -hmm. of them are negative, which is crazy, right? Oh, I, don't, I, know. I don't do math, but that's, that's several thousand negative thoughts every day. And they just talked about this expert on the radio. He recommend putting a giant stop sign in your head, you know, and then when the, you feel those negative thoughts, just raise up your, your stop sign, you know, just acknowledge it and stop it when it's tracks and kind of flip it around. So I mean, you think about that 60,000 thoughts and 80% of them are not what you want, which is crazy. Yeah, it is. It is crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Um, one thing that it is, and I've heard that tip before someone else who's a, a golf instructor, she, she had a, like a, what do you call it? Like a sports therapist, I think worked with her once. And that was something that they said too, was like, have that mental stop sign. Cause it's just so, it's so funny how, way, how the brain works. Like it's a computer, you know, and it only, you know, it only takes in what we give it and it's, and it's trying to protect you. So it's running those programs because it thinks it's trying to protect you, but it's yeah. like, we, we have to crash that program. We have to <laughs> yeah. like, you know, we yeah. have to get in there and crash it. And, and it doesn't happen overnight. You have, it's like, it's like a muscle you have to practice it, you know? Sure. So I would say like, you know, like if that, that's what, that's one thing you can do, like you can give somebody all the tips in the world, but maybe just take one of it, something that we're talking about and just, just focus on that you know, cause you can get overwhelmed by all so many yeah. self-development things. And yeah, stuff I've, like I've actually got a mindset coach named Justin Yule. I don't know if you know him. He's an awesome guy, yeah. but he just talks about, you know, the, your brain is like Google that, you know, if you ask, you know, what's wrong with me, 
it's going to have all these preloaded. Well, here's why you suck. Here's why you're terrible. It'll have all those preloaded because that's what you're looking for. And he, he talks about asking good questions, you know, like, uh, you know, well, you know, not saying something like, hey, why am I terrible? You know, you, you flip it around, yeah. and ask good questions. Don't don't give yourself these because your brain is ready to tell you why you're terrible. You know, yeah. so ask yourself good questions. Have these statements where you, the things you have control over control the right ones. Yeah, no, that is so good. It is about asking the right questions. And, um, you know, uh, I, I was interviewing a guy yesterday and we were talking about, um, I forgot exactly what it was, but we were talking about, it's, it was a term that I learned from um, a relationship coach I'd hired and she um, talks about catastrophizing. So that, you know, so a lot, so, and it kind of goes back to that. So it's kind of like, something, one little thing goes wrong or triggers you. And then all of a sudden you start creating all these horrible stories. Yeah. You know, well, if this doesn't happen, then that means that this won't happen and this won't happen. And then my life will fall apart and you know, and I'll lose my job and my, my family will hate me. And my kids will hate me. And I can't wait to take them to Disneyland. And I'm not going to be a good mom. <laughs> Why am I even here? You know? <laughs> like, like, it's like, yeah, it's like, it's the brain does that. So that stop sign thing is, is really good. So like, but just being aware of that you're doing that, if you can start that process, it's totally going to shift, you know, what you're thinking and going back to like reinventing yourself, you know, so much of that is self-doubt, right? Because what, what really is reinventing yourself? It's, it's like, I'm, you know, I'm going to pivot. Like I kind of been doing this and it's not feeling, I, I don't feel aligned to it anymore, whether it be a career or a business, or it could be your, your body or your health or whatever. It could just, you know, a relationship and you're like, it's not aligned anymore. So you're going to pivot. And that's a huge change. And that immediately, that's when you snap into the self-doubt, you know, who am I to, change careers who am I to go from fitness to copywriting what do I know you know what I mean like like who like where did that come from right um who am I to be a 46 year old woman um that's longboarding you know which is just like a big skateboard like you know like why 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 like like you know it's like it's like I'm gonna I'm gonna break something I'm too old for this like what is it but it's just like I tried it out I used to skateboard a little bit when I was a kid and we we're at a skate park with some people and I just, Hey, can I borrow that? And I loved it. It was so fun to get on that board. It was smooth, felt like I was flying. And like two days later on my birthday, I went out and bought a longboard, you know, but I had done the work kind of leading up to that. Cause I was just like, I'm not, you know what? It's my one life. It's my one, it's, I mean, both my parents are gone. I, you know, getting breast cancer was a huge thing. I'm like, you know, I, I watch all these old commercials and stuff from the eighties on TikTok, And I'm like, wow, time is going and I better do the things that light me up. And I cannot, I cannot worry about what anybody else is going to think or say or do because I enjoy it and it, and it fills me up. You know, it feels good to go do that. So I'm going to do it. There you go. You know, yeah, I'm going to do it. But 
it's, and I, I still have people that are like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're longboarding. Like, what do you do? I can't, you said what you started a podcast. Like, how do you even begin to start a podcast? You know, I also started, oh, and I saw this too, pole dancing. Joe, you've had some experience pole dancing. I was sore for two weeks, man. That is, know, that is a right? rough workout. It is. And I learned is. I cannot be, I could have never been, uh, like an astronaut because man, I being upside down and spinning around, uh, uh-uh, I'd have been out <laughs> a one. I was, I was physically strong enough to do it, but yeah, internally not strong enough. I mean, I was, uh, oh, yeah, I'd have been out. So oh it's a God. great, man, my abs were so sore. I was like, man, I, the girl that taught the class, she was a beast. She was incredibly oh. strong. She was uh, impressive. It's, it is, it is. And like people joke about it a lot about what it is, but it is like, it's work. It's a For skill. Sure. It's like, you know, and it, your body hurts afterwards, yeah. you get bruises and all kinds of things. But, um, it was like, you know, just having that extra challenge and doing something new and being in this supportive group of women, you know, and we're cheering each other on when somebody, you know, learns a new skill or trick, yeah. you know, and like, that's what it's all about. And we're so afraid to step out and do so. Cause again, what like pole dancing? Oh no, it's this thing, you know, it's like, you know, it's not like, just, you know, find, you know, figure it out. And you're not going to figure everything out all at once. You have to try stuff. You're like, I, like I used to try running. I am not a runner. Yep. Me neither. Not, I tried it. No. I, yep. <laughs> I can do it if I had to, but it's, yes. it's not my, it's not my fun. So, you know, these things, you know, I always tell my, you know, why not me or why not you? why not you? There's, there's regular people doing awesome stuff all the time. They're not super qualified or they went to some special school that you didn't yeah. go to and have access to information you don't have. They just went, they're just willing to go out there and do it. Yeah. I think some people think like there needs to be an, like a means to, to an end. Is that, is that the right term I'm using? Like, like, well, what are you, what, well, you're going to do pole dancing. So what does that mean? So you're just going to be a professional pole dancer now? I'm like, no, I just, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could, it could yeah. lead to that, but I mean, but I found like, I couldn't, but maybe, the others <laughs> but I'm like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm just doing something that I feel like is fun and it's physical and you know, it makes me feel good. Like that's, that's it. Like, I like, or I mean, I play guitar, you know, and I took, you know, I took guitar lessons, you know, I've been doing it for about 10 years, took some lessons finally. And everyone's like, Oh, you're going to be start a band. You're going to try and be a musician professionally. And I'm kind of like, I don't think I want to do that. I just enjoy being able to play a song. Weird. Sometimes, you just sometimes do something I'll... just for the, to, for the enjoyment of it. Weird. Oh, I know. How dare I? Like, yeah. how dare you? Yeah. That's what I tell people with their workouts. Like, what if just, just whole, let's, let's good. Let's get down here. What if you just enjoyed what you were doing while you're working out? You know, you weren't worried about weight loss or all these other crazy goals. What if you just enjoyed moving and see how you felt? And then that something magical so happens. They start losing weight. They start losing inches. They get stronger, all these magical things. Because if you enjoy it, you're going to keep doing it, right? And you'll get better at it, but yeah. you're not miserable. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you think it's a miserable thing, it's going to be a miserable thing. Like it's, it's always, for me, it's flipping the script. And when, so I start like dreading something and believe me, there's things I dread, like grocery shopping. I hate oh. grocery shopping. So <laughs> I'm with you. Oh my God. But it's like, I try and be like, okay, how can I make this fun? Or let's like, how can we, you know, like I try and like, what part of it can I enjoy, you know? And, and it's not, not everything's going to be like, I don't want to do the toxic positivity stuff where it's just like, everything's fine and beautiful. Everything's yeah. perfect. I'm so happy all the time. Cause I'm not, I am not, um, I am full human, <laughs> but 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I know I love what you said that. Cause if you're not enjoying moving your body and doing that, then it's like, I want to say you're, you're doing it wrong. Like if it's a task and you hate it, you know, you, you got, you got to change your mindset on it, you know, or find something that physical that you can do that you love. And, you know, and I mean, especially when it comes to workouts and, you know, it's like people can argue, you know, what workouts the best, what, you know, you can use all the science. That's great. I love science, but you and I know, and I know with it, with what you do at your camp is you try and make it fun, right? Because if it's not science, doesn't even matter at that point, you're not going to keep it up. You're not going to do it. You know, people are sitting there worried about counting their macros and is it keto or is it this, or it's that, and they're, they're worrying about all these details about it instead of just going like, why can't I just have fun with it? Why can't I just learn some new ways to cook? You know, yeah. have fun with it. Why can't I? Yeah, I mean, I've done some informal research. It, every once in a while. Yeah. It, hasn't, you know? it hasn't been published yet, but my research has shown the best workout in the world is the one that you actually do. That is what my research, <laughs> that's the one that it's just showing me, right? So, man, we, I'm going to have to have you back on because I got several other questions about you going through breast cancer and your podcast and all these, but I've got the rapid fire questions to hit you okay, with. Are you ready? Okay. Are yeah, ready let's for go this? for it. I'm ready. You feel like you're on a game show? All right. So all right. what have you done that you're most proud of? Oh my gosh. What I'm most proud of is working all those long hours, copywriting, because it paid off for me, but there's so much, so many other things. I mostly, I would say being a survivor and keeping my head above it all. Even when it, things got dark, I was really proud of myself for being able to do that, to be in that, that place. That's cool. That's cool. That you recognize that too. Some people won't give themselves credit for that kind of thing. So that's awesome. I'm totally right. giving myself all the credit, Joe. Good. Take the credit. <laughs> Take it. All right. What compliment do people give you the most? Oh God. Um, it's either, it's, it's both. It's a compliment and sometimes it's an insult, but it's like, <laughs> how do you have so much energy? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, just, that's a good one. Energy is great. Yeah. A lot of people yeah, are looking for yeah. that. If you could bottle that, you'd be a millionaire. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's energy. And then it, and then it goes back to like, how do you just do the things you, you want to do? How do you have the courage to do that? You know? And to me, that's the best compliment. That, that is a compliment. I'm, that means I am stepping out. I am, I am pushing myself. So. That's right. Yeah, that's cool. All right. So what is your favorite book? Oh my gosh. There's so many. Okay. So um, definitely Daring Greatly. I love that one from Brene Brown. Um, there is another, there's so many, there's so many that that's, that's a great book. Um, there's one, um, I recently read from Michael Singer and it's called the untethered soul. Hmm. And it's, it's really about, um, kind of separating yourself from your ego and your thoughts and knowing like on the inside, your core, your soul's there, who is there and, and you're okay. That you're connected to the universe or God, and that's, you're safe. You're actually safe. And everything else is like on the outside. So sometimes you have to lean back and be like, am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. So, I mean, I could go on about that book, but that was a great book. That's cool. I have to check that one out. So I'm always yeah. trying to read different books. All right. Uh, what is, you may have, this may be a tough choice too. So what is one of your weird quirks? <laughs> my weird, oh my gosh. Yeah. My, my weird quirks, I would say, um, I like to sing things out when I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Uh, you're, you're like on a musical. That's your theater background. Coming it's out. a musical. It's another day on a podcast with Joe Martin. <laughs> yes. I like that quirk. That's a good one. All right. If you could teach one subject in school, what would it be? Oh my gosh. It would be what we were talking about. I mean, self-development, self-awareness. 
loving yeah. yourself. That stuff does not ever get talked or discussed about. And, and, and so much of that is just having a hundred percent responsibility for your life. Um, so diving into those topics and having a subject that's based on getting to know yourself and taking responsibility for what you put out in the world, you know, like instead it. of blaming like others, right? Instead of Professor Dre in the house. Yeah. 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 I can All go right. on. So what's the best thing that happened to you this month? The best thing that happened to me this month? Oh my gosh. So um yeah, I had a I, you know, there's 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 so many things, but um, having a great interview with, uh, uh, a pot, like someone, uh, another podcaster, I've had, I've had two or three great conversations with other podcasters and those conversations, just like what I'm having with you right now. So meaningful, so beautiful. It lights me up. So those are like some of the best things that have happened to me, you know, and still are, you know, yeah. I mean, like, we're all, I we're all humans need to make connections. Right. So that's cool. Yeah. It's so, it's just, it just, oh, it just juices me up. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on. You did great on the rapid fire questions, so you, you were ready for that. That was good. So uh, <laughs> everyone need to go check out your podcast, More Than a Single Mom. Like I said, I'm about to have you back on. We'll talk about that a little no, more. I, I, I would All love kind of to stuff. come back on. Yep. We yeah, that would be great. Anything. But you need to check out our podcast. Great stuff on there. Go check out our website. Why don't you spell it for him? Her name is pronounced Faith, but you how you spell it? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, um, uh, my, well, my name's Drea, D-R-E-A. And then fate, F-E-C-H-T. But yep, I'm on Instagram at Drea Fates and my website's there if you want to drop cool. in. Yeah, I'll link all that stuff in show notes in case you can't spell good like me so you can check it out. I but hey, go, go follow her on social. If nothing else, follow her on social media. You'll get a kick out of it. She's an awesome person, super bubbly, awesome. She will sing on that as well. So if you look I for will that, sing. singing, dancing, riding longboards, she does it all. Hey, Drea, thank you so much for coming on. It's great connecting with you again. Oh, thanks for having me. This has just been so much fun. All right. Until next time, man, we'll have you back on. So have a great day. Thanks again. We'll see you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning into that episode. I'd like to give a shout out to my awesome sponsors. Hey, go refinance your house with my friend Dominic Garver, or at least let him run your numbers, right? Just one example he did recently, he was able to lower a borrower's interest rate by a full point and still get him 50,000 bucks to put a pool in. That guy's like a modern day Clark Griswold. You know, you can give Dominic a call at 256-714-1429 or check out his website, rocketcitymortgageguide.com. Go save yourself some money. And we got a new one. How about my boy Teak Patnick with Patnick Realty? He's a native Huntsvillian, one of those people like myself. He's also a licensed real estate professional. He's been that since 2004. And you're not just a transaction with Teak. He wants to build a relationship for life with you. I mean, this guy does it all. General real estate sales, acquisitions, property management, investments, all that. You know, he's built his business on prayer, hard work ethic, honesty, and results. You know, that's what it's built on. So you can trust these guys at Patnick Realty, all your real estate needs. He wants to be your turnkey agent for life. I trust Teak, and I think you should as well. So give him a call, 256-694-0117, or email him at teak at patnickco.com. And I'll put all that in show notes. You don't have to memorize that. 
Let's talk about apparel lab. Hey, the weather's getting a little cooler out there. A great kiss Christmas gift would be custom hoodies for your family members or maybe your team at work. You know, I recommend putting your face on them, but you can also put your logo or really whatever you want. Go check out their merch catalog at apparelab.co, not .com, .co to get some ideas. You can also email them at theapparelab at gmail.com and use promo code RELENTLESS. Save yourself some money, get some awesome products, work with some great people. Support these awesome businesses who support positivity. Hope you have a great day.